Road to Dive here, le podcast des entrepreneurs agréés. Today's podcast is in English and I have the great honor to have on the show Jean-Sébastien CEO, entrepreneur, co-founding and CEO of Streetable. Hey, nice to meet you, Jean-Sébastien. Nice to meet you too, nice to meet you too. How's it going? Very good. Um, I'm happy to have you guys here. So, yes. um, really looking forward to discussing all of the good things uh, that we're, we're going to discuss today. Cool. So, for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Jean-Sébastien. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the uh, president and uh, CEO of Suitably. So, in, in case you were wondering, Suitably, the word itself is uh, it's a little play on words. So, okay. it's two E's at the end. Um, and, um, you know, we're in our third year of running Suitably and we're just having a tremendous amount of, of, of fun doing it okay. and uh, continuously innovating. Cool. So before we talk about your company, I want to talk about the fashion because sure. I look at you and I look at your Instagram, you're really passionate about fashion. Where does it yeah. come from? Uh, you know what? Um, when I was younger, um, my mother used to always dress me up very nice. So okay. I have a few pictures when I was a kid and I'm wearing you know, the ties and all those things. And uh, to me, um, I always thought, you know, when, in, my, in my career when I was traveling, uh, people automatically make a first impression based on the way that you look. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, when I had different positions, uh, I noticed a correlation. And whether people like it or not, I always realized that, you know, the way that you choose to, to, to look yeah. or the way that you choose to take care of yourself has a huge impact on the first imp impression Okay. that people are going to make about you. So it came from your childhood, so you, you get that I mean, it, it's childhood, but at the same time, um, it's, it's the way that people treat you after they've made their first impression. So obviously with time, people will learn to get to know you, yeah. but it always makes it easier when you're able to break down a few barriers and make things a little bit easier mm -hmm. uh, when you look a certain way or you're dressed okay. a certain way. So that's why fashion to me has always been something quite interesting. So first impression is important. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, anytime you'll look at uh, interviews, you'll look at um, TV, whether you like to admit it or not, the brain is subconsciously programmed to make an opinion within the first five to 10 seconds of being with somebody. And yeah. a huge part of that communication that you're doing with somebody is nonverbal. So the way that you're dressed is extremely uh, important in my opinion. Cool. So, and then I know that you, you were an engineer before. What happened to, uh, what did you decide to become an entrepreneur? I mean, from engineer to designer, what happened? It's a great question. So a lot of people ask me that. I mean, how does engineering suddenly be going to fashion? Um, I'd like to think of Suitably as a fashion company, but at the same time, uh, Suitably is morphing very slowly and very um, strategically into a tech company. Okay. Uh, if you look at our website, if you look yes. at all the technologies that we use, okay. uh, a lot of the things that we do are tech-based. Yes. Now, it wasn't always meant to be this way, but uh, the engineering side of me sort of brought that company okay. into that direction. Uh, so just to explain a little bit of the background, uh, being from uh, a Vietnamese mother, uh, father who's uh, Chinese but from Mauritius, yes. uh, they gave me or they raised me with certain values, you know, that I needed to study something that was stable, I'd be able to get a nine to five job yeah. and support my family. So I did that. I studied engineering. I liked it. Yeah. I, gave me the chance to travel the world. I know we were speaking Spanish earlier yeah, in, in, he, in the he day. He does speak in Spanish. Yeah. Correct. So it, it allowed me to, it created a platform for me to visit the world, okay. uh, travel, and now, I've, uh, you know, um, there was an opportunity that I saw. It didn't make sense that, you know, tailors were charging anywhere between $1,500 to $2,000 yes. and yeah. still, you know, manually measuring people, okay. uh, guessing, uh, you know, there's no technology involved at all. Yeah. So I said, you know, there has to be a way that we can produce things 
much less expensive, okay. much more precise, much quicker uh, with the use of technology. So that's a little bit, the opportunity found itself, and obviously timing was very important in all of that. So you mix your passion for fashion and your career as an engineer to create uh, your company. That's exactly right. And you know, it, I think it takes time, right? To be, when you're an entrepreneur, um, and even when you're young, when you choose to study a certain subject, yeah. at 16, 17 years old, when you're making choices for your career, it's very hard to actually know what the world is like. Yes. Uh, you know, when you're young, you think you know it all. And um, when you realize at 30 years old, oh my God, what I studied is completely different from what I imagined. Yeah. Uh, and then you're seeing friends, you're seeing colleagues, you're seeing your networks work in all types of fields that are completely different than yours, but also interesting. Uh, it really opens your eyes. And so uh, I did do a master's in okay. business. Yes. Uh, and uh, that opened my eyes to a variety of, uh, of things, okay. of practices and uh, so I always was fascinated with retail and e-commerce and yes. so we said we need to be able to find a way to produce a tailored or custom suit online and make the process as easy as possible for our customers. And this is the right moment for that also, all the internet. It's everything. the right moment and it's been, a, it's been an education that's yeah. happened before, um, for the consumer, okay. right? I remember maybe 10 years ago, people were talking about buying things online. Yeah. And I remember yes. thinking, how are you gonna buy something online? <laughs> you have to give your credit card to a stranger and then you, yeah. you magically get something yes. by mail. It made absolutely, no yeah, it was a bit crazy. And you look at it today and anybody that goes, that drives an hour to go to a store <laughs> to get a camera, it's crazy. Makes, it's crazy. Yeah. So you can do that on Amazon. You know, they've changed the world completely. Yes. Um, the Netflixes of the world, they've completely changed the way that consumers um, look at media. Uh, and so the consumer has gotten lazy. Yeah, they don't want to necessarily yeah. go into stores anymore. Okay. They want to go online. They want to be able to pick and choose everything and yeah. then have a service at their door. Cool. So listen, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of immigrants that listen to the podcast mm -hmm. and watching this video. Let's talk about your parents. When you told them that you're going to become an entrepreneur, you say, sure. mom, dad, a quitting engineer. Sure. What do you say? Because a lot of immigrants, they come here for study, for mm -hmm. the kids. So mm -hmm. what were the opinions of your parents? Well, you, you know, uh, for me, I'm, I'm very grateful yes. to be a Quebecer. You know, and uh, I, I'm born in Quebec. I love Quebec. And one of the things that I always said was uh, when we build a business, it's to support les Québécois. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an amazing... Uh, culture it's an amazing country with okay. a tremendous amount of opportunity and so my parents always told me that I mean you have so much opportunity in Canada if you work hard you um, you know you put in the time you do things with integrity uh, you're gonna have some success yes. and so uh, obviously their vision for me was always to be stable nine-to-five job you yeah. know when you're from a war country yeah. uh, like Vietnam you want whatever's as stable as possible yes. right and so entrepreneurship it has a little bit more risk yeah so you know working the first few years I had a great job I was traveling the world uh, the salary was great uh, but at the same time there's a part of you that basically if you're a driver you're somebody yeah. that wants your success based on your performance and yeah. not necessarily have somebody decide for you okay, well, your bonus is going to be 4% this year, yeah. your raise is going to be this. And you're like, you know, like, how much control do you actually have over that? Oh, At the yeah. end of the day, your boss or your director, your VP has a budget that he needs to allocate. And so if he's feeling good that day or you had a great week, yeah. he's feeling good about you or she's feeling great about you, you're going to get that bonus. If okay. not, 
maybe not. So I, I don't let. I, I I was always of the opinion that I don't want to give um, people the control over my fate yes. or my destiny. I want to take that into my own hand. So when I did become an entrepreneur, okay. obviously my parents were worried because yeah, you're true. leaving a good job, <laughs> you have a family to, okay. to take care of, and so the immigrant part of them was, hey, you know, I mean, uh, you you really want to do this. Uh, but at the same time, when um, they've seen me, right? Okay. Like a lot of entrepreneurs start off very young, and it's yeah. hard to know whether you're going to have success. But they've seen me; I've failed a few times in my life as okay. an entrepreneur, and so uh, they knew. I mean, at the end of the day, they have to be supportive, and yeah. they were. They have always been supportive of that, and I'm grateful for that. So Jean Sebastien, uh, for the kids or the the teenagers that are watching this, what advice can you give to them to yeah. uh, talk with their parents? What would be the best approach to say, look, mom, dad, yeah. I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to take my control over my, over my life. Yeah, the, here, here's the thing, okay? Yeah. A lot, uh, what I find a lot of younger people think about entrepreneurship is they mix entrepreneurship with, um, with passion, okay. okay? And I know a lot of people will say, do what you love, do your passion, you're yeah. going to love it. Uh, your passion needs to make sense to a consumer. Okay. Your passion needs to make money. Okay. Because passion becomes very boring if you are not able to pay your bills. Okay, yeah. At the end of the day, um, if your passion and you're doing <clears throat> what you're doing, you're liking, yeah. great. Cool. But if you're living out of your, the trunk of your car for three years, uh, your life is suffering, your health is suffering because yeah. you can't afford the things to take care of yourself or your, and your family, your passion doesn't become your priority anymore. Okay. Putting food on the table is your yes. priority. So a lot of the problems with younger folks who listen to, let's say your so-called influencer who says, follow your passion. Yes. Yes, follow your passion. Yeah. But your passion needs to pay to, bills. To make money. Yeah. Because your passion will last about three months <laughs> if you're not paying your bills. True. So that's a, a very important thing that I think younger folks need to understand. Cool. Cool. So before we go and talk about the company, can you tell us where people can contact you? Sure. Which, which platforms are you on? Sure. Yeah. So um, we want to make it, uh, we, when we created this company, uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was make us as reachable as possible. Yes. I think one of the things that drives me the, the craziest is when I'm dealing with a company and I can't reach by phone. <laughs> I'm on a waiting line. I can't reach them by internet. Okay. They don't respond to your emails. Social media, they don't respond. Yeah. Um, those are some terrible experiences. So we wanted to make it uh, possible for all of our customers to reach us through different channels. Okay. So whether you're sending us messages through Facebook, whether you're emailing us through our website, uh, or whether you're calling us, um, we have a very good response rate. I would say that our, on average, we'll respond within two to three hours at the max. Cool. And so people are used to this type of service, and so we've created a, a, a platform where we've created different channels that make it make us as available yes. as possible. Another reason being is I when I worked in sales, if somebody's calling you or yeah. they're reaching out to you, that's gold. Yes, right. They're yeah. taking their phone. They're taking the time to write to you. Yeah. If you're not available, guess what? Your competitor is getting them. You get and you lose. Like, you you like lost that opportunity. Yeah. So being reachable for us is uh, extremely important. What the Nick means. Uh, Instagram is what the nickname Yeah, so uh, our Instagram is suitably, so yes. S-U-I-T-A-B-L-E-E. -E. Uh, and we do get people that send us messages through suitably as well on our Instagram. Cool. Um, so that's another platform that we use as well so that people can... And yourself, Joris. Yeah, so I have my own Instagram account. I, You know, I, I, <clears throat> I'm a private person, but at okay. the same time, when I started the business, I realized that 
you have to put yourself out there as well. Yes. Uh, and the reason is, is because uh, I, I take Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban uh, yeah. as, as an example. But Mark, you know, when you're dealing with one of Mark Cuban's businesses, you're not thinking of business ABC. You're thinking no. of Mark Cuban's business. Ooh, yeah. uh, people are starting to associate a lot more businesses to names. So yeah. Facebook, you've got Zuckerberg, you know, mm -hmm. Amazon, you've got Bezos. So you've got, you know, all of these businesses that have these people that are in the public, that have public profiles. Yeah. Yes. So as much as, you know, some people like to keep their life private, in today's new world, having an online presence or an online, uh, you know, um, image attention, yeah. attention or visibility is really important because yeah. when people are doing business with you they want to know who they're doing business with True. Right? Yeah, so that's why important. we always we do podcasts to interview those people like yourself like your great chance so we are gonna put all the links on the description so you can contact Jean Sebastien and so let's talk about your company I want to talk more in details um, so what is, what is the missions a suitable. What, what did you mm -hmm. create it for? Mm -hmm. You just say it because it was expensive going to a street tailor, yeah. but what was it the reason that you decided? Yeah, well, like? you know, the ultimate mission is always to make people look their best okay. uh, and feel good in, in their outfits. Yes. Uh, where, so, but, but here's the thing, right? Yeah. Like when we created this business, anybody can make suits, right? I mean, okay. if I go down the street, I'll find somebody that makes suits. Yes. So another advice to entrepreneurs is how are you going to be different from your, your competitors? True. Um, so number one, people don't want to wait anymore. Okay. So we're faster than everybody. Um, people want uh, precision. Okay. So I would say only about uh, five to ten percent of our customers uh, need very minor alterations. Okay. So we use technology for precision. So uh, th you know that being said, their mission is to provide you know a service for customers okay. and experience. But at the same time, we're using the tools of today yeah. as opposed to tools of the 1800s or 1900s. Okay, cool. And so this month, October, you celebrate your third anniversary. Yes. So what were the challenges and the success that you had yeah. along those years? Um, I, challenges always at the beginning. Uh, and I would still say that we're a startup, I mean three years. Yeah. I think that, that most of the entrepreneurs that I speak to always say, well, you think it's three years, it's five years. Five years <laughs> okay. is that mark where yeah. you know you need to, to, to hit. So we're still waiting to get to that milestone. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of challenges between now, okay. between the beginning and now. And one of the biggest challenges is really at the beginning, um, just to prove yourself, okay. right? When when you're selling your suits or when somebody is when you're hustling to go out and get those first hundred customers, you have to convince them why they should go with you as opposed to all the big name brands that exist yeah. in the world. Correct. I mean, somebody's not spending, you know, $5 to get something and test it out. Okay. Somebody that comes in here is spending a few hundred dollars to get a suit. So obviously the, the convincing that needs to happen uh, is much more rigorous than it is now. Okay. Um, we, don't, we didn't have a brand that's as strong as, as now. So there's time, you have to build that brand. And obviously, as any entrepreneur will tell you, at the beginning, you might be, you, you don't know. You, there's, yeah. Sometimes you have customers, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Um, you don't know whether you're gonna be successful and sometimes some weeks are harder. But you have to be strong enough or have the presence of mind to understand that, hey, you know what, like this is gonna work out. Yeah. We're moving in the direction. Uh, and today we're better than yesterday. Yes. That's super important. If yes. you're not constantly improving your business, then you're just going to get eaten alive. So uh, you have to constantly improve your business. And um, for us, that was the thing, getting cash flow right okay. off the beginning. Right off the beginning. Uh, okay. And obviously uh, financing, right? Nice. Like we don't, my philosophy is to, to avoid, you know, financing as much as possible. 
You know, okay. I, 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 if you guys ever heard Kevin Plank, who's the CEO of Under Armour talk, yeah. when he started Ar Under Armour and was going up against Nike, and he wasn't making money at the beginning okay. to continue to finance his company, one of the things that he said was, well, why don't we just sell more? Yeah. Why are we just not selling more? Why are there t-shirts lying in the back of this truck? If you need money, go out and sell. Get more so, clients. Exactly, go get more clients. So many people are focused on getting financing so all your whole all your whole life is based on making presentations obviously it depends on the type of business yeah, so some businesses absolutely need financing okay okay like a lot of technology businesses you need to have investment investors yeah. to sort of like you know get people hire workers and whatnot but in our, our our case we said you know let's just sell let's just go out and sell and so uh, there's no, for me, if I went into entrepreneurship, yeah. it was so that I don't have another boss. Okay. And when you have a bunch of lenders that lend you money and they have these targets that sometimes might be unrealistic, yeah, like yeah. guess what? You have a boss and you're now an employee again. Okay. So um, that's why we, we said, guess what? We're going to do it ourselves. And today we're in a very healthy position. Cool. And you know what fascinates me the most is that you can deliver the suit right to your door. Like that, that what fascinate, fascinate me with your company that I can get my own suit at home, like a, right. the review by the Canada Post or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, uh, like I said, the, for us, Amazon was, is, a, is a game changer. Yes. And I mean, a lot of people might not like Amazon because they're sort of like cannibalizing, or not cannibalizing, but just c creating or disrupting a lot of markets. Yeah but it's what the consumer wants, yes. right? They want to be served at their door. So when we first started Suitably, we were going to people's homes, uh, we were delivering suits in person. Okay. You know, that was a service, and we still do offer that service today, but yes. with a fee, obviously, because okay. it's uh, the amount of time it takes. Yes, um, but again, we said, why don't we, with our technology, we get so much precision that we're able to ship suits directly to your home. Uh, and when you, you know, nine, nine out of the 10 times our customers are trying it on, then they're sending us emails and saying, oh my God, never had something fit so good. Okay. So um, I think it's an education process too, where yeah. people are going to start trusting yeah. that you can get a tailored suit online. But uh, it's, it's something that we're definitely, definitely working hard on growing. Great job. So now I want to talk a little bit more about your sales so in the social media. So... Let's talk about fashion. Are you a fashionista? Did you consider yourself a fashionista? Um, yes yeah, you and no. Great, so. yeah, I, thanks. thanks. <laughs> I have no choice. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fashion, fashionista in the traditional sense. Okay? Okay. So when I first started off in this career, I had a, somebody ask me, well, what qualifications do you have uh, when it comes to fashion, okay. did you go to fashion school? Mm, um, yeah. And I said no. Okay. I didn't go to fashion school. Uh, I think fashion is an, an, an individual thing. Yes. And so, if you read the motto of our company, it's "You design, we tailor." Okay. So, at the end of the day, our customers are the people that are the ones that are telling us what they want in yes. terms of look. Yes. We're there to serve, give advice, but at the end of the day, if somebody wants pants that arrive to here, we'll yeah. make pants that arrive okay. to here. So you are, the, you are the master of your fashion. Okay. Uh, so, and another reason we chose this route is the moment that you start becoming a fashion company, it also means that the moment that you're out of fashion, you go down. So oh, we will yes, continue true. to follow yeah. the fashion okay. of the industry and we'll continue to make whatever people ask of us. Cool. And so, what about uh, what about influencer? Because I saw on Instagram you have like a big following. And what does it mean to you an influencer? That's a great question. Yes. Um, 
I have my reservations about influencers. Okay. Uh, I don't think of myself as an influencer, okay. even though I have you know a fairly good following. Yeah. Uh, because everybody today seems to want to be or seems to want to claim that they're an influencer. Yeah. Uh, I get approached as well as my team and our company gets approached by tons of influencers every day. It's not that we don't want to work with influencers, okay. but a lot of times they'll just say, well, I have 50,000 followers. Now give me something for free. Okay. And so this is the okay. issue for me is that I feel that a lot of influencers just want to live uh, for free mm -hmm. and get a bunch of free stuff just yeah. because they have 50,000 followers. Okay. Now one question I'll always look at is, okay, you have 50,000 followers. Where are they from? Okay. What are their demographics? Okay. Are they male? Are they female? How old are they? Where do they live? And that's really important because uh, if you have 50,000 influencers and they're all in uh, the North Pole, yeah. that's useless to me. It's completely useless to me. So uh, yes, I think the world is moving into more of an, and I like it. I like the yeah. fact that normal people can be influencers, but yeah. at the same time, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of fakers and uh, you have to be careful about that and so we're very careful about influencers so do I think of myself as an influencer no no, no. I mean if people are interested in following me that's fine okay. uh, the only influencer I want to be is an influencer to my son that's the that's the thing and if people want to follow me and they're interested in having an idea of my life and what we do and you know my my my, my family my images yeah. a few private things and that's fine but in terms of being an influencer um, no I don't want to spend my whole life taking pictures and yeah. putting it online and exposing my whole uh, or other brands to the world my brand is suitably and that's cool. what it is you know more than being an influencer i think uh, you're a businessman mm -hmm. that's what i i feel I, I appreciate that and i think i do think that way too because um I, like i said I, there's there's so many influencers that I see online yeah. and uh, people are buying followers today it's yes, not true. real followers yes. uh, you look at the people who like images I don't know if these people are real or not so okay. at the end of the day uh, if people want to come to my Instagram or you know my Facebook account or my LinkedIn yeah. that's fine and I'm gonna provide insight and value into what we do yes but to see myself as a role model or not a, not a role model but an influencer for or for online i don't i don't see myself that way cool. yeah. so we are the last question of the, the podcast and you talk about tech so i want to ask you uh, really what about the virtual reality and maintaining reality in the yeah. in the fashion industry what what those technologies are going to bring in, yeah. in the fashion industry it's a it's a great great question um i'm constantly reading i'm constantly looking at what's coming in the future yes. um, so we've created a model here where we don't have a store we have our showroom yes. here um, and then we're online. But the future of online shopping needs to sort of be a hybrid between shopping in person and being online. So uh, with all that's happening in virtual reality, I think that, that, that um, e-commerce needs to move towards pre providing as much of a realistic um, experience yes. for users in their homes. Cool. So if they're wearing one of the, the uh, the the, the, yeah, the 3D glasses that, that, that for virtual reality or using their phones for augmented reality to sort of get an idea of what a product could look okay. and feel like. That's extremely important. Yes. So we're always thinking about those things. You know, how do we continue to bring the online shopping experience to our consumers and make them as accurate as possible? Uh, it's incredible what the, the technology is going to yes. bring. So we're very, very excited to, uh, to be in this field and this business. And like I said, whether I'm an engineer or not, 
I'm so <laughs> glad that I am because yeah. it, it still provides me with the basics and the foundation to be able to continue to think of my company as uh, a tech company that tech does company. suits. Hey, wow, great job. Really like you to have you on the show. I appreciate Jean-Sébastien. Merci. It's a pleasure Thank for you. me to be here and uh, thanks, thanks for coming to our, our, our spot. It's a, it's a it's humbling experience for me to be part of your show. Thank you very much. Thank you to you guys.